But then out of nowhere, one of the windows shatters. Someone's broken it open. And next thing you know, dogs and cats are jumping <laughs> out of the window and and good citizens below are catching them in their arms. And I said, it's literally raining cats and dogs. Very good. I would be Very a good. king of words. Very good. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. We're back. Oops, the podcast. Very positive energy in the recording studio today. Some days you walk in here and um. You just feel like it's going to be a good episode, and that's how I feel today, Julio. I would agree. I would agree with that. I'm very excited to see you. Good to see you. The whole crew. Everyone's wearing shorts. The kneecaps are out. Capping. The shins are shining. <laughs> Spring has sprung, and everyone's looking good. Everyone's looking toasty and... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking uh, pretty pretty tight, tight around the, the midriff, all that good stuff. But I do have a bone to pick right off the bat. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. This is a bone. Hit us with the bone. With a, almost an entire, if not two generations of, of people. And, <laughs> and I include you in this, Julio. Okay. 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 Get him. All right. So it's a classic Francis bone. Very classic <laughs> bone of mine. Um, the word... Literally. Oh, yeah. This was coming. We all saw this coming. But here's the thing. You know, it's 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 been complained about before. It's overuse. Mm-hmm. And everyone has uh, really latched on to this word. Because I don't recall hearing this word when I was growing up. Mm. We didn't use the word literally yeah, when, I I was, I, when I was in high school. I don't, yeah, I don't I have no re- recollection we said like a lot mm-hmm. we I said still, that all I the say time like a lot but we didn't say literally mm-hmm. and some people have commented on it gary goleman has a fantastic bit in his special so the great good. depression about it so good where uh, millennials use it to mean both its meaning and its antonym <laughs> which is super funny you'd have to see that to appreciate it but um you know literally is a word is a filler it is a word of emphasis for many people. Uh, with all due respect, I've heard you use it a little bit. I'm not ashamed. No, nor should you be. <laughs> it's no big deal. I use it. It's no big deal. I'm being a, a I total... use it, and, and to clarify, I use it in the wrong way regularly. I'm not. I'm not literally saying yes. literally correctly. So I'm literally being like, dude. Literally, it was crazy. Yes, and right. it wasn't. It likely was not literally crazy. But here's the thing. That isn't even necessarily incorrect. Um, and here, here's why I'm bringing this up. is because um, we had uh, Sierra's amazing uh, sister here staying with us. And she's of the younger generation. Oh, uh, yeah. She's 20 years old. We FaceTimed, I believe. That's right. She's awesome. She Avid really listener to the pod. Maybe she'll hear this. Maybe she won't. Um, I hope she does. But she... Um, she wasn't using the word, but I was asking her about why her age group is so ardently supporting the revival of this word, the use of this word. Did she? How did she take that? 
Well, she thought she doesn't give a shit about anything I have to say, nor should mm. she, because she's cool and I'm over the hill. Correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she just says, well, who gives a shit? But but that's not what she said, because she was, you know, staying with us, so she had to re- respect <laughs> my, <laughs> my to entertain. stupid old man questions. Um, silly assault. Yeah, but she said, but, but, but she asked me something that was really interesting. She goes... What's the correct use of it? Could you correctly use the word literally? Yeah. Dude, I was waiting in line for literally two hours. That is, I actually waited for two hours. That's fine. That's correct. Yeah, right? I'm fine with that. <laughs> and but, but here's the question, right? Why do you have to say literally there? Because if I said I was waiting for two hours, it could seem like I was exaggerating. And it seems it seems like I thought it felt like two hours when perhaps it may not have been. But here's my question. And this is why I think this is so interesting. This is why I think this is so interesting, right? <laughs> why did we get to a point <laughs> where people wouldn't have believed you? Where we're just lying. If you said you <laughs> waited in line for two hours, what lack of trust <laughs> would I have to have to say, that's fucking bullshit, Julio. Oh, <laughs> yeah? That is, you are so full of shit. Two hours, huh? There's no way you spent two hours in line. <laughs> two hours, like, get over here. Why would you lie to me, me about that? Yeah, no, totally. Why would I need you to, and, and, and beyond that, why would all of a sudden just the word literally quell my trust issues? Right, right. Okay, so say, all right, so in a way where, what if for emphasis, like, I was like, dude, my dad is deaf. Like he's basically deaf. And you're like, what do you mean? He's deaf. And I'm, and then I'm like, he'll be yelling like this at me when he's literally standing two feet away from me. Yeah. Is that, is that the same thing as the example? Well, I, I, I think it's this, I think it's roughly the same okay. uh, in, in the other direction, right? It's, it's a numerical thing mm-hmm. where you are. And again, it's, it is you being aware of the lack of belief in people now. It's almost like I wonder if fake news has contributed to the proliferation of the word literally. (laughs) Because people are so quick to exaggerate, embellish, lie that we now... and, and 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 the screwed up part is that everyone seems to think that by throwing literally in, they have done a lie detector test. (laughs) <laughs> that they have they have put their hand on a bible by including that word and have are swearing you know in front of a court so but the, but this is the thing like in this in these situations that we're even discussing right now these are pretty good examples of how one should use it as opposed to the way that people are using it regularly which is if if you're talking to me okay i've had this exact conversation with somebody and i'm like dude i love the show tokyo vice and you're like Dude, I love the show Tokyo Vice. Literally, you have no idea. Yeah, or that's insane. I'd like, be like, it's literally my favorite show. But but even that would be okay. Even that's better it, than it like... could be my favorite show. <laughs> um, but I so this this literally, is the, I'm so tired. Th- that's exactly <laughs> that was the next words coming out of my mouth. Really? So that's what Sierra's sister said. She said, "My friends say that all the time. Yeah. I am literally so tired right now." <laughs> It's like, well, I would have believed you completely unnecessary without saying literally. And not only that, it's not a point that you that you need to drive home. 
You don't need to yeah. prove to me how tired you are by using a bigger word. Right, right. There's no need for it. But okay, I have some more fun examples. Because she said, how would you use it correctly? Right. And the, do you know why this came up? Because <laughs> we were grilling dinner last night, and I grilled some baked potatoes wrapped in uh, tin foil. Do you know where this is going? That they were literally wrapped in tin foil? <laughs> no, no. Think about it. Think about it, right? Think about this. I'll give you a hint. Okay. A lot of the time, the, my favorite use of the word literally, the, my favorite proper use of it is when a, what you are saying can exist both as either a metaphor or like an idiom mm -hmm. as well as its literal meaning being true in the same breath. Okay. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I do. So, so like, for, okay. where am I going with the, with the grilling I grilled these potatoes. They were wrapped in tin foil. Where am I going here? I don't know. Think about but an idiom. I'm thinking idiom. of a good example, like pigs in a blanket or something. Okay, you're on the right track. It's like oh, literally pigs in a blanket. I not the hot dog. I got. I have this. I have this plate of the potatoes, and I'm transferring them off the plate to unwrap them, and I pick them up very quickly and drop them, and she goes hot potato. And I go, literally. <laughs> nice. Do you see what I'm doing here? That's good. You guys like that? That's very good. How how good does that feel? That's very good. That feels good, doesn't it? That's very good. So literally can be used very effectively in place of no pun intended. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're, um, okay, we know the term hot potato, right? right. We know it to mean um, somebody, it, it's this idea that you've, you, yeah. But it, but it's so it's more often used as a, as a as a metaphor or a saying, right? Yeah. I, if I say to you, I, I might I might throw something to you just to pass it on to someone else and say hot potato, uh -huh. right? I'm not actually throwing a hot potato at you. Right, right. Hot potato could refer to me. I don't know. It doesn't even you. need to be something hot. It could just be anything. Exactly. Or it could also be a, an even deeper metaphor where. Um, I, uh, what is it? Maybe I say to you, we're in a group and I say, Hey, uh, Julio, um, did you hear that, uh, Ryan's brother doesn't like him? And then you were like, you or I, so I told you, you had to let him know that <laughs> Ryan's like, and then you were like, listen, example? Chris, you actually have to tell Ryan that his brother doesn't like him. You had hot potatoed oh, that bad know. news. Does that make sense? That's not a very good example. I never, I've never heard of hot potato using that. Capacity. No, no. But I mean, it makes, I mean, it makes sense. But I've never. This is the first time for me. Okay, here's another example. Because then they said, "Well, can you use another example to help illustrate the point?" And I said, "Sure." Let's say that you're walking along the street, and um, someone screams out, "Help! Help! Uh, I, I, the, the building is on fire." And you look up, right? And there's a veterinary clinic, a, a hospital for animals on the third floor of a building. And that floor is on fire. You see smoke billowing from the windows. Mm -hmm. And you say, oh, God. Oh, no. Lots of animals, parakeets, fish, anything are in big trouble probably up there. <laughs> Somebody needs to help them. But then out of nowhere, one of the windows shatters. Someone's broken it open. And next thing you know, dogs and cats are jumping out of the window and and good citizens below are catching them in their arms and i said it's literally raining cats and dogs 
Very good. I would be Very a good. king of words. Very good. It's raining cats and dogs. Thank God you were there. Literally. Thank God you were on the sidewalk that day. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty pretty good. good there, right? Just killing. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Oh, That's good. man. So I have to say, it's fun to use the word correctly. In the rare instances that you find where you can actually slide that word in, you can either be very funny. It's a very funny thing to do. Um, but it's it, it I would I would ask anyone out there listening to use it less liberally and less incorrectly because it's a fun word and it will lose its shine if we continue to just beat it into the ground as we have done. Is that a fair call? Sure. I mean, dude, that's all you, though, dude. You're dying on that hill. I don't care about this. You don't want to? No, I like, I'm enjoying this discussion. You don't want to come up that hill with me? People, people. Your are general using, custer, custering me? People using literally wrong doesn't bother me that much. No? And I get, I have ridiculous pet peeves. Mm. I've actually recently added one to my list, and as I was writing, I was like, this is ridiculous. I'll look in a little bit. But. Every time I, I hear literally used incorrectly, it uh, it feels a little bit like an elf when someone says that they don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> and a little bit of my power diminishes. <laughs> and the only way for me to regain that power is to hear someone correctly using right. the word literally. Dude, another fun thing to do is to use it as incorrectly as possible. Like, I'll call someone my literal brother who is not my brother. Yeah. And I think that that's fun. He's my literal boy. That doesn't even make sense. He's my literal boy. Yeah, that means he's your he's son. He's my son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's my son. Oh, dude, that's great. Um, oh, what a fun little that's a fun, generation clash. Yep. I thought that was a fun one. I'm glad I brought that to the podcast. I really enjoyed and I it. I hope that some people out there listening take something from that. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. All right, do you want to hear a couple of these pet peeves? Yes, please, more than anything in the world. These no. are, uh, this is, I don't even know when or how or why I would write this down, but when people go, oh, did I st st stutter? <laughs> do people dude. do that still i don't know dude i would have not people thought may that, not do that. that was still a thing i wouldn't have thought that they i wouldn't have thought that they did the stutter i can hear people saying did i stutter right right but not including stut, 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 stutter <laughs> that's offensive this is like something my brother my brother would text me saying how much do you hate and he'll say something that make that never happens uh -huh. this may be one of those well I, you know, I have heard that, but I think that that's another thing that has sort of gone the way of the dodo. And by dodo, <laughs> I mean a number of words that we have now deemed offensive. Oh, like by, by impersonating do, a disability? Can't do deaf voice. Mm -hmm. nobody, sh nobody should do deaf voice. Whereas it was always offensive, but people didn't mind as much 
15 years ago mm-hmm. um, it's become a thing you can't yeah do. saying the r word to refer to you know what's that oh ret- yeah. retarded yeah yeah, yeah. we're not Sorry. supposed to say that anymore no it's okay I, I, I don't mean you know walked you into that one by accident it's fine that's fine i think i hope it's fine uh, as an example it's fine until they take it out of context to make a compilation right <laughs> and then i would hope that they would clip it with me starting by saying r word right and then you demanding clarification (laughs) what do you mean revenge (laughs) repudiation why can't you say that i mean cahoots dude with the mob that's it okay here's another one lowering the like when you're in a car with somebody in the summer and it's hot and humid as fuck and you've turned on the air conditioning and then someone in the car rolls the window down uh not understanding the idea of humidity at all no you're right that's a good point and the window people will fucking fight that one to the death it's like, what are you doing? Dude? What do you, are you mean? A, are you a dog? What I'm do like, mean? why'd you lower the window? They're like, it's nice to have some fresh air. I'm like, that's not fresh air. That sure. Is- okay, but this is a great point. <laughs> okay, because here's the deal, dude. <laughs> it is, to me, as, uh, I don't know, you're, you're being as bad of a citizen of the world as you could be, just about, but... By as what? far as luxury goes, driving with the air conditioning on and the windows down is a treat. But does it, does it not like cancel the two things out? I think I think you get that fresh air and you also get that blast of air conditioning on you. It's not good. You're not. You're right. You're not supposed to do it. It's just not. Wor- it's just not working as well. well I, hear, I, I get what you. So what then, the passive aggressive response for you should be to instantly turn off the air conditioning. As as soon as they roll the window down, you turn it off. You say you just you just big dicked us. You decided for the car <laughs> by rolling your window down. You have decided that's how we are creating airflow. That's how we are cooling off. Mm. Up till that point, the status quo had been established with air conditioning. Windows were up, and yet you on your island, Napoleon. Decided. Of your yeah. own accord, you rolled the windows down and you made the the call for the rest of us without even consulting us. I wonder if they would even notice. Well, you could make a show of it. I could be like, yeah, I, ha- I would have to make a... Yeah, just take it, uh, start clicking it off, closing the vents, go un- totally over the top. I guess we don't need the air conditioning anymore. <laughs> no, Pat in the back. He prefers the air. <laughs> It's even worse that whoever, if the person in the back does it, then that thing starts. It's like do, 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 yeah, do, the do, helicopter do, sound. Yeah, and you can really make them feel bad about that because then inevitably someone else in the car will try to open their windows to mitigate that sound. But you could cl- you could close their window. You could say, "Listen, oh, yeah. no, he has he has to live with the sound of a firing squad in his ear if he's demanding that we that we have the, that he have the window down by himself." I wonder if. I almost feel like being able to hear it is genetic or something. No. It seems like some people, they don't even notice. No, Julio. Julio. <laughs> is that Everyone stupid? hears. Everyone hears that? Everyone hears <laughs> the helicopter sound. <laughs> Everyone hears I, that. I certainly do, and it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that they had eject buttons in the fucking, so yeah. your friend starts acting up, you just fucking, poof, and then you hear that like wily e. Coyote thing. How does he do it? Is that wrong? I, I didn't know do that. that. Right. I didn't do that. Right. Does Wiley Coyote, like when he is kind of thrown into the distance, he makes this this noise, this or something? I'm doing it wrong. Huh? 
Interesting. That was a very bad. Mm. Are you embarrassed? A little bit. <laughs> a little embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed. You really put yourself out on a limb really there. Put myself out there with for a no sound reason. that no one agreed with. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse when you then you try to do an impression. It's just and you don't nail it because you hear it in your head and you think you've got it, but sometimes your vocal cords don't cooperate. I just can't. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah, or George Bush, right? Whoa, guys! Oh, that's not George Bush. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, somebody's trying to. Yeah, yeah. They think they have. I do it. a pretty good. Who do you have? I don't even know. Dude. Who have you got? I don't like. I'm not really. Sure. I know my limits in terms of impressions, so I won't break it out unless I think I can actually nail it. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I don't even have an inventory. Like sometimes I can just do one, but there's some there's some that I. Uh, there are some that you think you you should know will be within your range. Okay, yeah, because because think about it, right? Some are so far off the beaten path that you, unless you've practiced it, you wouldn't know how to do it. Or or I thought you not because it's just like obscure. No, I think I think all right. If if you said, man, I love the show Mad Men. Mm -hmm. It's literally my favorite show. <laughs> and I said, oh yeah, Don Draper. I even though I've never I haven't I haven't watched Mad Men. Uh Don Draper is even without nailing the impression, people wouldn't fault me for getting it wrong because it's not crazy. It's not a crazy Can you do voice. It? I don't I don't know. I could I could try to do a line that he might say and even if I didn't get the cadence right or the tone People wouldn't be like, dude, you're not even close. <laughs> right. Because Don Draper right. is pretty neutral. It's not like doing a Trump or something. Yeah, yeah, that... exactly. Exactly. Right. A, a highly um, mocked or, or mimicked voice. If I said, you know, Christopher Walken, you better get your Christopher Walken right because so many people have done it. I can't do it. Can you? No. And I wouldn't try. Because I, I would know. It was a mouse in a bucket yeah. of cream. That's a terrible. See, you got now. You got to walk it back. But I didn't. I nothing, didn't. <laughs> nothing worse than walking back. The I don't impression. feel that bad about it because I never said I could. No, because we set it up that way. We just. But if you were in a group of friends, and I was trying to do, and it. someone was like, "I just watched this great Christopher Walken movie," and you were like, two mice." <laughs> that's better than into a pot. That's really good. One actually, says to the other. That's I, but that's good. that's I can't. I don't. Good. I have. You're giving me that because I'm giving you four seconds. But still, it's a good. And I four. would know to cut myself off after that. Okay, fair. Have you watched Severance? By the way, I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed season one. Everyone's talking about Severance. I have not seen it. Is he in that show? He is in it. Yeah. Come on, really? Mm -hmm. Good for him. Uh, we're excited to start it. We've been sort of uh, underwater with shows that we have to watch. Like what? You ever get that feeling? Yeah, but I actually like that feeling. Well, I don't mind it, but there's this feeling of, oh gosh, we need to finish this so we can get to this to and then to this. And TV has become, even though it's extremely enjoyable, it's become a little bit of a, a chore mm -hmm. where because nobody ever releases these shows weekly anymore, you're constantly having to catch up. To avoid having the show spoiled for you. Mm -hmm. So we felt this rush to finish Ozark instead of being able to enjoy it as at our leisure. Oh, right. I hear you. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. 
So, okay. So I'm actually, I'm having trouble with Ozark a little bit. Really? I'm on like season six, episode one. I'm having trouble going on. Should, I, I think I, it's season four. I'm is the currently final. on season one, episode six, though I'm saying. And we're having. Oh, you're on season one, episode You're not even through season one? Mm-hmm. I, do you encourage me to, Dude, to I, I, push I, through? I, I'm going to hot take alert. Mm-hmm. I put Ozark up there with Breaking Bad and The Sopranos as the three best TV shows I've ever seen. Wow. I will I will persevere. I hold both of those other two shows in very high regard as and well. And I, I don't put I don't put Game of Thrones up there with it. Crazy. Game of Thrones isn't too far behind. Mm-hmm. But those three now, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, Euphoria is very good. Nipping at the heels, <laughs> it's certainly nipping. Euphoria is great. You're picking your heels up if you're running from that dog. So, dude, Severance Hillary did not couldn't get into it. Why? I don't know. She just didn't like it. Well, yeah. she's a tough crowd. She's really not. I mean, we've been watching the like children doing errands show. Mm. And she also loves Guy Fieri, dude, which I just learned, which is like what an eclectic, what a taste. crazy curveball. Yeah, and she's she's like it, the show is just a really good show. And is it dry, diners, drivers, yeah. and divins? Yeah, yes, yes. I don't, I don't watch diners, it. diners drive, drive-ins, and dives. dives. Yes, that's not an easy thing to say. I didn't mean to mess that up. I couldn't figure out what the last part was dude he does this like stylized voiceover that is just such an interesting thing where he's like and that's where i need the potato skins it's like this crazy i've never heard anything like it huh. and i was like what is that and she was like it's fun <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay it oh, is I, I get it i food shows like don't always do it for me like i've enjoyed watching it with her but she's like it's just like an easy thing to watch it's fun everything sure. looks so good it's stuff i would never eat but like it's fun to watch people eat it I will oh say that I've been to restaurants that he has featured on the show, and it makes me think that the restaurant is better. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I give him, I give him that that weight. So I'm just used to him being like mocked. So I didn't. Obviously, that show is has ninety thousand episodes. Like it must, people must like the guy. Oh sure. And I don't have, I don't have no opinion, but like seeing, I just always assumed everybody didn't like Guy Fieri. Is that is that right? Is he like I that? don't know. I must be wrong. Um, is he the Big Bang Theory of food critics? Maybe. I don't know if I would have said that. I don't know that he is uh, disliked. Yeah, I guess not. Like I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know though. I have mm-hmm. no idea. I've never seen the show, but I have a vague respect for him. Yeah. Simply no, from yeah. is he a chef? I think he was. He was a chef. Okay, uh, but to me, it's right. Anthony Bourdain is the really elevated food critic, experienced guy, or like poet. Almost. Yeah, sort of the Jack Kerouac tortured, killed himself. It all wrapped up perfectly. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that; that sounds insensitive. But as far as creating his legacy, totally. You know, it was a very Hemingway male story uh, in yeah, a way, and. Much. Um, people, his show, which I've also not really watched, but I think I would gravitate more towards something like that. Towards Bourdain? Yeah. The sort of experience of it, the people element, his observations. Plus, I know he was cooking at, 
you know, three-star Michelin restaurants in New York went to make his career. Really? Yeah. I I, the restaurant that he used to work at, I live right next to it. But like the famous Le Hal or whatever it was called, uh, mm. I didn't realize it was that it was that good though. Yeah, I believe. It, I don't know if that. I mean, I don't know if that one necessarily. But he was. Oh, I see what you're he came up at working think, at Michelin you know, restaurants. Daniel and Bernardin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do. I like fine dining shows too. Even though, like, I don't like. I love Chef's Table. Um, yeah, but whatever. I don't know. Are you yeah. excited about Stranger Things? Um. I'm excited for them. Have you watched all of them up to now? Yeah, but I've lost interest. It's amazing. A show like that, that is so, you can tell it just takes so much time to make it. Dude, my entire life, Stranger Things has been coming out with a new season. Interesting. Like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how on earth do you keep us interested? I, I admire those kids a lot. Um, I admire the the brothers that made it. The Farrelly brothers, I think it is. No. Is that it's, not right? No, it's something else. Something the Fairly Brothers. Brothers made Dumb and Dumber. It's the right, oh I'm my god, saying. fuck! It's gonna drive me crazy. I don't know. What do you, you got? just tell us? Duffer Brothers. Duffer Brothers. Dude, uh, how old is Eleven now? She's got to be eighteen now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can we look how up that too? I just out of curiosity. <laughs> but but literally, she's <laughs> literally. Probably, there you go. All right, all right. Good for you, Julio. That's really funny. Um. All right. So yeah. So good. Good stuff. The shows. I took a deep dive today uh, into the pigeonloans.io website. Yeah, I I signed up too, and I first of all, I really like the interface. It's very user friendly. It's good. It's a great way to basically lend money to people. Yeah, people you know. Yeah, and you kind of it allows you to kind of create a contract and an agreement so that if you pay if you lend money to somebody, they'll actually pay you back. Right. And you can do interest. You just whatever terms you want. Uh. It's a nice thing, a placeholder to have in place. So I thought Francis is about to go on his honeymoon. I know it's super expensive. I'm going to offer Francis a loan yeah, with a very I, reasonable interest rate. I thought this was us <laughs> just playing around with the app and kind of, you know, he'd probably send me a loan for 69 cents or some joke like that. How much did you send me, Julia? $10,000. $10, $10,000 was <laughs> well, the loan that he pitched. I offered Francis a $10,000 loan. He declined it. So I'm glad to know that Francis is doing well. I can't be living living under the crushing weight of a ten thousand dollar <laughs> loan to my podcast co-host and dear friend Julio Gallarati. <laughs> uh, but anyway, pigeon loans is a very uh, solid way to lend money to people and to kind of create the bad guy. Yeah, you know the guy who's going to come take the money from you, right? Uh, in the form of this document, so that you don't have to be yeah. uh, as much. You get to of, take, uh, take take the bad guy pressure off yourself and exactly. put it on someone else. And that's someone else's Pigeon Loans. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you can go to pigeonloans.io to sign up and check it out. We have a, a vanity link in our episode description. Uh, we would appreciate it if you are going to go to the site to use it. If you were to click that, it would help us uh, so they would know that you found it through us. Sweet. Um, it's in the episode description, like I said. Check out their Instagram at Pigeon Loans. Uh, and Francis, pal, listen, anytime you need a little bit of cash. I appreciate it. Uh, hit me up and we can come to some kind of agreement. That. Ooh. I went to um, game seven of the oh Rangers-Penguins hockey playoffs. What an exciting ending. At Madison Square Garden, and the Rangers won the game in overtime. Dude, crazy. And I went with Sierra. So how does overtime work? In like, playoffs, it's not golden goal? It is. Oh, it is. So the game death. was over. Correct. I couldn't find, like, a highlight of it. 
and it dry it was driving me nuts. You can go to. I'm YouTube. sure I can now, but like three hours after the game was over, all I could find was like game six highlights. Mm. I was like, guys, how are we not doing this more quickly? Whatever, I would like to see the highlight. Yeah, but you can maybe just give it to. Well, him. we got we got these tickets from my amazing godfather, um, who has season tickets and occasionally gives them to me, and he. They, he and his son went to game, you know, the earlier games in the series. But then the Rangers went down three to one in games, and then he said, "Hey, listen, if miraculously the Rangers somehow push it to game seven, you can have tickets." That's sick. So I'm watching. I'm watching game five, hoping they stay alive, and I'm watching game six, hoping they push it to a game seven. But they got they it didn't it really did not look like they were gonna push it to seven games after going down. What team was better during the regular season? Uh, I think the Peng I think the Rangers technically were better, but the Penguins have Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. and have Jenny Malkin and you know this history of winning Stanley Cups over my whole lifetime. I mean mm-hmm. they were as much of a juggernaut in hockey as, as any other team that mm-hmm. I can remember over the last, whatever, 10, 12 years. Totally. Uh, so they mag- they magically push it to seven games. Meanwhile, the Celtics are clawing and fighting and trying to come back against the Bucks, mm-hmm. who, you know, Giannis is playing a different sport from everybody <laughs> else on the floor. And the defending champs. And, yeah, it just... How on earth are my beloved Celtics, our beloved Celtics, our beloved Celtics, going to do this? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make deals with the devil. Do you ever do this, where you say, "Listen, I'll forego going to Game Seven of the Rangers <laughs> if you can if just the let the Celtics, yeah, win," and uh, you make those deals with with whatever unseen malevolent force <laughs> lurks beneath the floorboards. <laughs> Pulling the strings upon the soul of my life. That's how I view the world. And unfortunately, it's pretty sadistic, but uh, both teams won. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to owe something. Um, the point is, we we go to the we go to the Ranger game and, and uh, Sierra and I are going. I'm bringing Sierra. She's never been to a hockey game before. I don't even think she's ever I don't think she's ever watched a hockey game. So her first game. Oh man, that's sick. Is Game Seven Rangers Penguins New York City Madison Square Garden, and we have front row seats. So the winner of this series goes to the finals. Goes to the next round, which is the conference final. Is like the same step as it's like it's four rounds. Same place basketball is at currently. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Basketball's a round ahead. Oh, okay. This was the first round. Oh, okay, okay. And now they're playing the Carolina. Um, hurricanes, which who have the guy that has my that gave me my, the stick. Oh, nice! Dude. And by the way, coming together. So I'm sitting in the same seats that I got that stick in, right? Sweet. And I look to my left, and about four seats away, there's a kid. There's a kid. He's probably nine. It wasn't the. It was. So a he's kid? in the range. Okay. This he's kid. in. The, he's the sweet spot. And I, you know, I get it. I thought to myself, all right, well, there goes my chance of getting a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're going to give it to this kid without a doubt, and I don't even resent him, right? He deserves it more than I do. But over the course of the game, this kid went up to go pee no fewer than five or six times. And you had to get up? I had to stand up because I was wearing my favorite Jordans, and little kids have no sense of how to not step oh, on your God, goddamn dude. feet 
like they're the fucking daughter at a father-daughter dance. You should have checked him, dude. He's this kid is he might as well have just been kicking my shoes. And and it bothered me. It started to bother me more and more. So I started scheming about how I could get a stick instead of him. And would I have if they'd thrown one up, would I have used my reach advantage to grab it out of the air? And and would his dad have gotten mad at me for not giving it to him? I'm envisioning all of these mm-hmm. things. But each time that the kid made us stand up to let him out to go pee, I thought I felt less and less bad about taking the hockey stick from him. Yeah. Unfortunately, we never even got there because the players didn't give us a stick. Mm. But uh, I was ready. I was ready to not give him a stick. I mean, you want a stick? You stop drinking so much Mountain Dew. That's you right. Shit. Yeah, find a way to stretch your bladder. Doesn't you don't have to go when you're only at sixty percent? Dude, that's annoying. I when I. I, I remember like being equally frustrated at when I went to the Rangers game, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago or whatever. The people sitting next to us, it actually made me want to leave early. The people next to us were hammered. They were from like Buffalo or whatever. They must have been playing Buffalo. And they kept, they were just like drinking a ton of beer and they were like sloppy and they just kept going to the bathroom. And I was like, dude, I'm done. It's bothersome. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I, I bet when you're, so you're traveling all around Africa and you're, Yes, well, just Kenya and Rwanda, but yeah, that's, you know, it's far enough apart that I think I'll have a, a somewhat of a taste. Two very different experiences. Yeah. The good news is that you can bring one article of clothing that will be ready for all different kinds of that's environments. That's exactly right. My bird dogs. Your bird dogs pant. Pant, and I'll bring some shorts, but I, I think that's all I'm going to bring. I don't, I don't have plans to bring anything other than bird dogs. Yeah, I was thinking about this. You can theoretically hop off the altar... Wear those same pants to fly to Africa the, ne- the next day uh-huh. and then be wearing them on your safari excursion Yes, and be completely fine. You know I'm going to wear the pants on the airplane because they're so comfortable. That's my travel pant. Uh, and then I'll be go- looking good enough to be checking into our five million star hotel <laughs> in the bush, baby. Yeah. And those people who are bringing us our cold lemonade are going to say, ooh, this guy's. I'm gonna be more attentive because of how well dressed he is. <laughs> it's a classy and uh, sophisticated yet versatile uh, clothing item. Yeah, we love we love the bird dog's pants and the shorts, and you can get a, a some all the stuff you need for summer right now at birddogs.com. Use promo code banana, and you'll get a wonderful drinking vessel in which to put anything that you imbibe. That's birddogs.com <laughs> promo code banana. So, to to finish this point, Sierra did something where, you know, I'm at the game with my girl, hockey, <laughs> and over the course of the first period, I start trying to explain rules, like the offsides rule in hockey. It's a little confusing. But I was starting to explain, and I was like, look, the puck has to enter the offensive zone before any other players. They have to wait. She goes, is it like offsides in soccer? And I was like, Yeah. It is. It's it's called offsides in hockey. Pretty good. And she was like, cool, cool. <laughs> then another few minutes go by and I say, you know, man, we're down. And it just kind of feels like we're getting dominated. And she looks up at the scoreboard and she goes, look at the shot differential. <laughs> look at how many more shots on goal the Penguins have than the Rangers. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind learner. of fucking hockey savant have we been sitting on here? <laughs> And, dude, this continued to happen until by the third period, we're down, 
three two. The Rangers are down three two. There's six minutes left. And it's super intense. She's like, oh, it's a power play. Dude, she, she we're talking about yeah, man advantage, like needing to clear the puck down the ice to kill the power play, penalties off. She's got the lingo. She learned so this funny. so fast. And she's now so into the game. Close attempts where there's like a, a guy in front and the puck gets centered. Oh. She would she would do this. Go. Like, like get out of her seat you know and kind of like lean forward and like put ah. her hands up because we had the glass in front of us and and I'm, I'm watching her and i'm like this is the hottest thing ever yeah. watching my girl become this like fucking hardcore hockey fan in real time <laughs> like are we gonna go to games together yes, for yes. the rest of our lives we have to get season tickets well, this is so cool that's I was so I was really happy to see it. It was cool, you know. Yeah, it's great. Because I had this sexist idea in my head going in that she was going to be like, "I just do they get? Are they really going to fight? <laughs> like, oh God! Uh, how many quarters are there? <laughs> no, babe, it's periods. <laughs> Bro, why is it? Why are hockey games so long? They're exceptionally long. It's so weird that you say that because I. You go to a hockey game, to me, it feels a lot less long than a basketball game. What is like the actual, the reality of the differences between the lengths of both games? Like when everything is added up, like the average length of a basketball game versus the average length. Yeah, let's game. find that out. Because the 20 minute, the, the period in between the periods is madness. Yes, it is. But the clock doesn't stop that often in a, ba- in a hockey game. Right. It, it, it really can run. And I know this because. If you go to the bathroom and you try to come back in to the game while the play is happening, they don't let you go back to your seats. Oh, interesting. Which is a really nice thing for people who are trying to watch the game because you don't have people coming in Constantly, and have to stand yeah. up and all this stuff. But you can get stuck waiting to go back to your seats. I've waited like six minutes before. Mm. You're just standing there with your dumb hot dog, missing the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess yeah, the fourth quarter in basketball tends to take a while. There's so much stopping, stopping. in basketball. There's so many timeouts. There's so many TV breaks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would have guessed that a basketball game is probably at least 15 minutes longer than a hockey game on average from the start of the game to the, uh, to the end. This might be a tough thing to find the specifics for. Um, That's too much. Yeah. Keep hunting. Keep hunting, right? You don't mind, right? Spend all your time on that. <laughs> um, <sighs> dude, it's great. So this is funny. So um, Hillary yesterday was like kind of in a bad mood. And we were kind of like bickering a little bit. And ah, the old bicker. But it wasn't a big deal. Like I had sort of, I was ready to move on. And like she maybe wasn't yet. And I just knew that all I had to do was put on the Japanese toddlers doing Aaron's show <laughs> and it would immediately get her in a good mood again. And it immediately worked, dude. <laughs> what an intense 10 minutes of television that is. Those episodes couldn't be longer or like it would be too in, too emotionally intense. Why? What? Why is it emotionally intense? Okay. So dude, like watching these kids, like you were rooting for them so hard and they like this one kid was like walking up the, a hill he had already gone through so much. Like he was bringing fish to the fishmonger, which mm. they said in the episode. I nice. thought of you. The monger, yeah. To the monger. And they had arranged this little cooler for him with a rope. 
and the rope broke and the fish fell out of I saw this. I saw, saw this one? one. I don't even know how I saw it. I <laughs> saw great. it somewhere. Not not watching it on Netflix. But then he couldn't pick up the fish. It was too slippery. Right. And he was also grossed out by it. So he's trying to figure out how to pick it up for like a half an hour. He finally does. It breaks again. So he's like going through all this. Finally, he's like on the home stretch. And he was carrying, he bought bigger milk than he had been tasked with. Mm. So it was, and they had tasked him with a smaller size because they knew he would struggle getting up the hill with it. So he's struggling and he keeps taking a break every now and then. And when he would take a break, the apples would fall out of the bag and roll all the way down the hill. Are you telling me this guy got milk, apples, and fish? He brought fish to be cut into sashimi and then retrieved that. Then he went to buy mandarins, apples. He bought two sodas, which we didn't know why. That wasn't on the list. Turns out he gave one to his mom as a gift, as well as a dandelion that he had picked for her as a gift. And he drank the other one himself? Yep. He, him and his mom enjoyed them. I don't know if that was in the budget. It wasn't in the... It certainly, he, he made a... You know, he, he took he the liberty. a judgment call. Correct. A selfish and, call. <laughs> no, but it was... He, he was being sweet. But dude, like, they didn't say do not buy anything else. They just didn't think he had the capacity to add. This is a family that is sending its young child up a hill to do its work for it. Chances are they don't have a whole lot of money to spare on luxuries like soda. I don't think I don't think you're right about that. I don't think that the soda was a. I mean, if I'm honest, this whole story sounds like some kind of weird folklore myth. But dude, I supposed to teach us a lesson. It's some cultural thing. Apparently, they like send their toddlers out to do errands. It's like some whatever. But dude, so the kid kept, so by the end of this, you're just like so emotionally invested wanting this kid to win. And then when you see that it turns out he had got his mom all these presents, it's like emotional. Huh. Then this other little girl had lost her dad and her mom told her that the dad was a bird and she actually saw a bird and like this hawk and thought it was her dad. And it's just like, dude, really intense. You mean that she, her father had died? Yes. Got it. I didn't know if you literally meant lost him. <laughs> As in, can't find him. Literally met, lost him as in death. But anyway, yeah. cheered her up with that, which was nice. Uh, you know why? You know why we couldn't do this show in America? Why? Too many pedophiles. They're everywhere. You couldn't send a seven-year-old to to take your fish into New York City for sashimi, okay. and then pick up a bunch of fruit. So what about this? Do some kind of weird cardio workout. The kid, the kids are always in like a smaller town though, which doesn't necessarily make it better from a pedophile perspective, but I'm just trying to think like we were just like people here are just too much of helicopter parents, I think too, Mm. to ever let, I mean, honestly, but with good reason is my, exactly. Yeah. Like, and not just because of the pedophiles, but like crossing the street, these kids have to like cross the street sometimes and like, yeah. And they, they do that adeptly in Japan. They are better at heating traffic signals or i don't know dude do you think that those parents sometimes they'll give the kid a flag so the kid will start waving the flag do you think the parents have warned the kids to abide by traffic signals as well as not enter windowless vans do they get the same warnings that we do i'm not sure was that just like don't trust a stranger kind of thing i'm not not a threat over there i'm not sure I'd be curious. Can we look up some pedophilia? Yeah, look up the instance of sort of child abductions in Japan and compare it to America. America. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Dude, so (laughs) Ryan said, let me get my private browser. Incognito mode. Tor browser. Uh Dude, that's funny. 
Gee, I saw you wearing a Headley when you walked in, and I thought, my God, he looks fucking good. Thank you, man. I and really it, was that, that a rule of threads, Henley? Sure was. Yeah, I had a feeling. Henley dude. Tee, it's the best. Dude, I actually, I had a Zoom audition today, and they always say that if you are auditioning for commercials, it helps to wear something maybe a little bit colorful as opposed to something dull. And fortunately, I have a real solid stock of rule of threads uh, tees in my closet to choose from. I picked a very nice salmon color. Uh, and I, like I think I rocked it. Hopefully yeah, you, get it. you did look good. I was ready for you. I was ready for, for you to take me over <laughs> the second you walked in with that salmon Henley on. It's good looking um, stuff, right? We've, yeah, we're huge uh, disciples now of the Rule of Threads line of menswear essentials and basics. Uh, it's, it's so comfortable, looks really good, makes you look trim, hugs the body in all the right places without being too uh, sort of overexposing. And um, right now, it's you can get uh, yourself a whole stock, stocked closet of Rule of Threads goodies at ruleofthreads.com. Use yep. promo code oops20, oops 20. 20, and that's going to get you 20% off of your order. Check out their t-shirts, their joggers, uh, their Henleys, everything you want. Yeah, they're great. They're coming out with hoodies. All their sort of like spring and summer colors, too, are fire, dude. Mm. They pop. You're going to look great. Uh, get them for yourself. Ladies, get one. Uh, get some of this stuff for your man. He It will make him look great. He'll feel confident. You'll like the way he looks. It's really good stuff. It's just clean, simple, premium menswear basics. Go to rulethreads.com, promo code OOPS20. Um, I had a rematch ping, uh, with Brian, the ping you pong. You did? Yes. And he very convincingly beat me. Oh, boy, oh, boy. He, I believe we played eight games, and I believe he won six of them. Damn, We may have even bro. played seven. And, or sorry, we may have even played nine and he had won seven. And we bet 20 bucks on the final game, which he won. Well, you won when it mattered. I won when it mattered. It got the W for the boys. Yeah. I mean, he won 20 bucks. That means you're still up 480. I'm up. I'm up. Um, And it's unclear. It's unclear what contributed to. Was Hillary there? No. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Brian had all the things working for him in that capacity i went and played tennis with sierra how was that it was cool it was fun how's she playing she's i know playing she's been well. playing a bunch she's into it uh apparently a lot of women are into tennis now i think it's having a sort of a, a renaissance okay but let's say like i feel like they have always been no i just don't know you're it's what, a good point it's like is it just because it's happening in your world or is it actually reflective of some tennis boom? women in my world pick up tennis the way that men pick up golf it's Regularly? as uh, inevitable of a life gravit magnetism as as anything um did you so how was it how's the club did you guys playing grass the grass courts weren't ready yet okay but they they we did play it was awesome. This place has a very cool concert venue yeah. that Bill Burr is coming to perform at in, I think, August. And I was thinking we should all go. Could be fun. Would be fun, right? It could be fun. Could be fun. Do you know about this? What? I'm hoping that I'm not ruining something by telling you this. And Let me just make sure. Like you have, that she has tickets and we are going. Who do? Sierra? Oh. Your birthday happened already. She didn't get them, me the tickets for my birthday. She had thought about it. Okay. But she has told me she didn't get me tickets. For it. <laughs> I talked her out of it. You did? 
Why would you do that? I'm sorry. She was like, what do you think? Like, should I get Francis tickets to see Bill Burr? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, honestly, like, maybe we don't not. like to go see comedians. Because we're comedians, so it's like weird. I, so I thought. I completely missed the fucking mark. No, no. You're, you, you, here's the thing. If I hadn't seen the venue, I probably would not have wanted oh, to go. okay. Good to know. But I've seen the venue, and I want to go because it's the cool. It's really cool. Forest Hills. I... I led her in the wrong direction. No, you wouldn't have known. I also Your encourage her to. Correct. I encourage her to consult others. Wow. <laughs> as well. This is about as fair of a of a of a aid as you could possibly have given. <laughs> I tried. Um, also, to me, Bill Burr. I'll see him until I die. I've mm-hmm. seen him live a handful of times. He's great. I just think he's. I want to see his new hour every time he has a new hour. Dude. Speaking of so Bill of Bill Burr, this reminded I meant to tell this earlier and I forgot. Did I tell you guys this about the John Ham thing with the phone? No, but we were talking about doing it John John Ham impressions earlier. <laughs> yeah, so if you think you muster up, I certainly cannot. But I was at the garden for that like benefit thing. Bill Burr performed; he was great. Um, and John Ham comes backstage after the show, and his phone was in a yonder bag. Which, you know how they like bag your phones up? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you guys know how to open this thing? And everybody's like, dude, you're John Ham. Like, you had, they made you put your phone in a bag? Like, when they told you to put your phone in a bag, did you not just say, I'm John Ham? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, that's so funny. Like, Did you not? No, because I wasn't, I wasn't sitting in the crowd. Ah. I was like backstage. But do you think he's afforded special privileges simply because he's john i mean that sounds like an obvious answer i guess my question is if he's sitting in the audience Mm -hmm. with is he will they make an exception for him so my question is like does john ham going on Ticketmaster? you know what i mean like i I just assume set aside somebody exactly and usually when that happens maybe you're in some kind of grouping of people where you don't need to bag your phone is like my only thought unless that's just not a thing i don't know i I don't know. I could see. I could see the rule applying to everyone, which I would appreciate. You're not, no one's above the law, <laughs> dude. John Ham is above the. I'm afraid you're going to record this when I tell you not to. Yes, but the mid people that he's with might not be, and the and uh, then they can't make an exception for him if they're not. Do you know what I mean? I think they can. Slippery slope. I think John Ham deserves to have an exception made for. Like, imagine it's like. Via TMZ, CC John Ham. Yeah, yeah. He put it on his story. He like, films the goose attack <laughs> at the garden. Uh huh. That's funny. I'm not so certain about where my body is going for the wedding anymore, as I mentioned. But uh, I do know one thing that if I'm going to start tightening up and and trying to come back to earth a little bit, there's no better breakfast for me than Magic Spoon. Dude, I love it, and it's a really good point that. Regardless of what sort of pursuit of fitness you are on, Magic Spoon fits your needs. Yeah, bulking, trimming. I think it. I think it works as a starter for my my day in both directions. So uh, I'm excited because I love I love the cereal. I love the Magic Spoon. God, I love it. Really good. And uh, I don't have to change my routine, even though I'm now trying to tip the scales in the opposite direction. Yeah, this is a delicious way to get your protein before and after workouts. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Uh, note the honey nut flavor has one gram of sugar. Uh, okay, just to note avoid that. that. Can't have a gram. <laughs> only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, 
low carb. You can build your own box, baby. BYOB. Mm-hmm. Nine flavors now. Dude, remember back in the day when we started with Magic Spoon? There were not nine flavors. No, there sure were not. No, there are nine flavors. That's how well they're doing. To build your very own custom bundle, uh, you can have cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry muffin, cinnamon roll. Wow. And honey nut. Talk about a, a variety of all the colors of the rainbow. Dude, even more exciting. Magic Spoon just brought back their cereal bars. What? They were so popular that they brought them back permanently. It's the perfectly convenient on-the-go companion for your cereal. This is the lesson. Magic Spoon, every time they put out a temporary product, it ends up becoming a permanent one. This stuff is the real deal. Go to magicspoon.com slash oops, grab a custom bundle of cereal, and be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save $5 off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops. Use code oops to save $5 off. Um, okay, what do you say we do a little email? Steve? Oh, I like the sound of that. Um, we got some good ones that we liked. Uh, okay, this is funny. This one is called uh, Oedipus Issue. Okay, so this this email, I think, came in the wake of the thing about lies, like lying. For, remember the story about the girl whose dad told her the police were going to arrest her, but it was a lie? And so for seven years, she didn't touch drugs because she thought she was on probation. Yeah. That story. So that's where this comes So Same person? No. So, But this it inspired this email. Okay. Um, writing on the, uh, on the tales, writing on the tales of a story, uh, you all shared in late April where the young woman's dad told her if she did drugs over the next five years, she had an incredibly, uh, incredibly severe sentence, uh, and the impacts the lie had in her life. But first ass kissing. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> My best friend and I picked up your pod in early COVID. Uh, the days where Fran's Fran was crossfading himself. Which he literally just made the crossfading face. Was was I literally? Was I was I puking? Is that what I was doing? Maybe I don't. You said you were like getting violently high and drinking, and yeah, didn't you did get sick? I don't remember. Yeah, you got sick. I don't remember talking about that on the podcast. Was that the when we would play poker and I was throwing up? Yes. Yeah, people would come over and I would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoopsie daisies. She goes, we hadn't yet been scarred by the deer story. Hey, listeners, step up your game. Yeah. Okay, this person has a very is very intelligent and has a solid inventory in her brain. Uh, Fran, uh, we love the show. Uh, I've even been graced by a cameo with G and special guest Hill Dog. Excellent. Mm. Okay, a few years ago, I was in Mexico City with some friends of friends, and the red wine was flowing. Each person is hoping to raise the bar on who can tell the most fucked up story as late 20s girls ought to do, the game changed after one of the girls shared the following. When she was in high school, her family went to visit her older sister in college. At a parent's uh, like cocktail thing, her sister uh, and date helped her to get quite drunk. The next morning, she admitted she didn't recall the final hour or so of the event with her parents and sister. Hoping her parents were oblivious to the situation, she asked her sister if she had done anything embarrassing. Her sister paused and looked tensely at her boyfriend. And she goes, we didn't want to say anything, but yeah. Oh, no. You started grinding on dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. <laughs> and it really upset everyone. <laughs> she even cited the song it happened on. This girl was devastated. The ride home was tense. Her parents never brought it up, and she stopped looking her dad in the eye. Oh, my God. After college, she's visiting her sister, and in a somber moment, shared how that visit still haunted her. 
And her sister realizes she had never told her that she'd been joking the entire time. Oh. <laughs> they made it up on the spot because it was so ridiculous. Wow. She felt terrible, but long story short, she said it impacted her relationship with her father for years. Oh my God. <laughs> then she goes, if you think about it too hard, this story is sad. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that is great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That damn. Is so fucked up. Dude. That is crazy. That's a good story. Great story. But do, I'm glad. Time. Well, I'm very glad to find out that it was not true because my first question, what was my first question going to be? How is this similar to the. No, my first question was going to be, it takes two to tango. Mm. Why was the dad grinding back? Yeah, but dude, imagine she said, come on, dad. I always thought you were hot. Dude, I don't, then you're, you know your daughter's, you know your daughter's fucked up. You're not letting her like, all right, fine. <laughs> Mash your butt cheeks into my shaft. Like, make it, make it pop, whatever. Sorry, everybody. You know, oh, gotta God. take care of my daughter. Hey, she's you know? a grown woman now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh Ridiculous. my God. Ridiculous. There's no way. So, yeah. Um, damn. That's, that's wild. Dude, on a much more like uh, sort of unimportant level, this kind of stuff happens to me a lot. Just about people telling me something. They'll be like, you know, if you do too, this too much, you're going to like lose your hair. So then I just won't do that thing for 10 years. And then I find out it wasn't true. Right. And after 10 years, I've been doing the wrong. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, the one that we grew up being told was that if you make that face too often, it will freeze that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which was utter nonsense. Complete. Like, that's like utter nonsense. Um, but dude, yeah, I don't know. Fucked up. Um, let's do another one. What do you say? Yeah. Um, let me ask you this really quick. W would you ever, uh, as a parent, utilize misinformation to scare your kids towards safety? You just got to be careful, dude, because the impact of whatever maneuver you're pulling you can't anticipate like what might come from that that you didn't know right and that's my thing. question yeah it's almost like a good game of thrones example is when she sort of like i forget the guy's name the guy who played the pope the red sparrow when she sort of like empowers the red sparrow like cersei or whatever like that ends up coming back to bite her in the ass it was like a political move oh yeah you know what i mean the like high sparrow high sparrow the, the, the guy who's the the religious major guy. leader of the religious and then he does the shame walk with her yes yeah so like you just got to be careful like when you do shit like that because there's like an angle there may be some like unanticipated impact that now you're dealing with a whole new problem right so so my question would be okay let's say that i told my kid when they got their driver license the penalty in america for driving under the influence of alcohol is a death by firing squad Right. Right. I do that to people as a joke, but then I. Yeah. Okay. So, so like obviously, obviously that my kid would be able to figure that out. Right. But let's say that there was something like that, right. Where you told them as a way of trying to make their life safer and, and making them afraid to do something that truly is dangerous or bad, mm -hmm. but that the, the penalty was so much worse than it actually is. Um, and then they found out that what you had told them was not true. Does that mean that they lose faith in everything you've said? Are they more likely 
to then do the thing that you've warded them against? How old are they when you told them this? I don't know. Because that matters. I'm talking about so such a such a hypothetical that I I guess it spans. Because yeah, you, you know, get an age where like you need to be careful. But you, to little kids, like I know parents who say that they tell their three year old that when they see candy on the shelf that it's just not on sale yet at that time in the day. And the kid believes that. And now you don't have to fucking deal with, you take the authority out of your hands. You're like, the store doesn't sell that right now. And then they said that when they walk by the candy aisle, he'll be like, let me guess that's not on sale yet. And they're like, nope, you're right. Not until like three o'clock or something. (laughs) Yeah. And then the kid goes in by himself later in the day. No, but the kid's like three, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get you can't pull these schemes all that long. Kids start start to get smart. I enjoy doing it to like gullible people. Like that there's like let's call we might as well call this guy a family friend. He's like a little brother figure. Um and he's he's gotta be like ten years younger than me. So when I was like twenty five, he's fifteen, I would fuck with him and I would tell him all sorts of shit. So like he got something in the mail for like the census or voter registration or mm. maybe not because he was he's fifteen, sixteen, whatever. He's some sort of official piece of mail. And I told him, I'm like, you have to reply to that. Uh, no, it was jury duty. So he must have been 18. And I was like, you need to reply to that because if you don't, like, you could get the death penalty. Wow. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll fuck with him. But that's just like, that's innocent. And that's like fun. But still, same thing. I told him we were canoeing in a lake one time. And I told him that there were sharks. And <laughs> it was like a pond. I was like, there's sharks. Here, mm-hmm. here we go. And he fell out of his kayak. And he starts going, Roddy. He calls me Roddy. He goes, Roddy, sharks. And he came over and then capsized my kayak. And now we were both fucking capsized <laughs> and had to be rescued. What? But like we were fine, but it was like pathetic uh-huh. being like rest. Now we're holding onto a rope being pulled to shore uh-huh, uh-huh. in a pond. Yes. Yeah, terrible. I love a good pond. Whatever. Julio, I have found a solution for my sleeping woes. What is it, dude? It comes in the form of dad grass CBD. Amazing. I absolutely, I can't, I'm, I can't tell you how relieved and happy i am to have found something that actually seems to be really helping me with my sleep with my anxiety uh before bed i I like to combine it with a little melatonin uh right before bed and that has just been keeping me keeping me out dude it's really great man it's nice mellow it's not overly I, i don't wake up feeling super drowsy or you know fired from the night before i don't even know what what i'm burned out you know um it's just a gentle uh couple of puffs on one of their awesome dad grass joints and uh and then a little melatonin and, and that's the that's the winning formula for me dude that's great man and yeah for me too like when i get home after like a long night i want to chill i just want to smoke something and sometimes i'll like remember that i have dad grass pre-rolls and i'm like oh my god this is the perfect solution you know what i mean i don't have to like smoke myself into a stupor right i can just get like a chill mellow vibe because you need to have your wits about you so that you can play you know zelda stuff correct. like that Correct. And and CBD gets you there. Yeah. Sure does, dude. Uh, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album, Dad Grass has partnered with the Harrison Estate to create a special blend of CBD and CBG along with a collection of toking accessories called All Things Must Grass. Super cool, dude. It's a great pairing. Super cool. Love George Harrison. Love the Beatles, of course. Absolutely. Uh, very fun, very chill, and sort of like, Hats off to an era that was just like a mellower high, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. I personally love the CBD tincture. Uh, 
It's really good stuff. Right now, Daggrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to daggrass.com slash oops. Go to daggrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's daggrass.com slash oops. Um, okay, let's do one more here. Mm. And then we can carry on. Mm. Mm. Um, all right, this is called Friendship Oops. Hey, Francis and Julio and Chris and Ryan. Huge fan of the pod. It's a pretty benign question, so it might not make interesting pod material. But going back to the roots of oops, I have a question about past mistakes. What are your thoughts about addressing past mistakes? I lost contact with a very close friend almost a decade ago. Without going into too much detail, it was my fault. I wasn't a fan of her then boyfriend, which is now her ex-husband, and essentially ghosted my friend. I've thought about reaching out to her for years, but I'm afraid it would come off as self-serving. She's doing totally fine. She doesn't need to hear me air my guilty conscience, and she might not even want to hear from me at all. So I ask, is it worth dredging up the past? Am I being selfish? Would you like to hear from someone that ghosted you a decade ago? Love to hear your opinion. Ooh. So wow. I think this is very good. Yeah, this is this is challenging because I think I think it it really depends on how much it bothers you still that that sore has not healed. I mean, is it is it really something that you think about and you know want to fix? Because there's there are a couple outcomes. The most likely outcome, hopefully, is that you do text or call this person and they're happy to hear from you and nobody cares about what happened 10 years ago. It's always water under the bridge. Your lives have gained so much more definition, you know, and you have you have other stuff to, to go on that you're not bothered by something someone did to you 10 years ago. Um, but in the unlikely event that... Uh, that this person still has clung to this grudge and you call them or text them and they're like, why are you talking to me? I, I hate you. Mm. That will make you feel worse. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not going to, there's, I don't think in theory you could say, well, that person has continued to hate me for 10 years. Like I, I don't, there's nothing I can do, you know, fuck that person. Like who doesn't grow up from that? But to confirm what you suspect, which is probably wrong, but if against all odds it's right that they still do not like you, that would hurt. That would suck. Mm-hmm. That would reopen that wound. Yeah, so the one the one thing that I think this emailer has on their side is that the ghostage was sort of well-intentioned in a way, and it, she ended up being right. So, like, you have that on your side. You know what I mean? Like, she ghosted because she did not like the ex-boyfriend, who is now the ex-husband. So it's like, I hated him so much and I don't know if she, I don't know how sort of, uh, thoroughly she expressed that or not. I don't know if she just kind of left the friend in the dark and the friend had no idea, but regardless there's like, I think that there's something to be gained by at least putting it to rest. Like you feel guilty. You did the wrong thing. You're well-intentioned here. Like you miss your friend who you just couldn't handle her terrible boyfriend. You know, you're wrong. It's okay to like apologize. Like they don't have to forgive you but i think that you'll feel better either way and i don't think it's like self-serving i mean you the reason that this issue arose to begin with is because you were not being self-serving like you were concerned about your friend and couldn't bear to watch her be with this terrible person Mm. who then she ended up figuring it out herself right right yeah but no no that that person's not going to be she's never going to say 
you know, I shouldn't have been so hard on you. You were right all along. That guy was an asshole. But she wasn't hard on her. She just like, oh, maybe she was. Yeah, I guess you're probably nobody. Right. Nobody wants to like. Uh, nobody ever gives the messenger credit. But she might even but, after the fact. That that could be true. But like, I'm trying to think if it was me. Like, somebody hated my girlfriend, and this has actually happened to me before. People have d- disliked a person I was dating. I j- I made up some reason as to why they didn't like them. May- I may or may not have been right about it to a degree, but and then things ended up crumbling. And I'm like, oh, that guy, he was right. I didn't want to hear it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like willing to admit that at that point because because by not admitting it, it almost is inconsistent with what your actions. So by ending the the divorce, you're essentially saying I agree with you. This person was not right for me. Right. It's not even like there's nothing to be at odds about. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're right. I don't know. You're right, but I don't know that everyone can see the world that fairly. Right. Not everyone has such hopeful, you know, good perspective. I guess. I'm impressed that she even said that she thought she was being selfish for uh, for the idea of wanting to reach out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's not wouldn't have come to my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Uh, look, I've had old friendships that have dissipated due to um, a bad moment where later, you know, we took our time, cooled off, and later tried to show each other that we weren't still mad. But it didn't it didn't bring us back together. And maybe that's and that that may be fine. And if that's the case, it almost makes you think, well, then maybe we weren't intended to be friends for life. Mm-hmm. friendships like uh, relationships I, I, I you know they're not all just because you've been friends with someone for a long time doesn't mean you're supposed to keep in touch with them and carry them on until the two of you die right right you know yeah but yeah you've gone too far to continue moving forward too far to turn back yeah um but i don't know oh well let's get out of here okay oh well, ryan ryan thank the, you the the truth sayer all right our fact checker so, a couple points that we touched on this episode. First things first, Guy Fieri. He became famous because he won the next Food Network star competition show no in 2006. Fucking way, dude. He is the Kelly Clarkson of food. Wow. He is. There are 419 well episodes Thanks. of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. How many? 419. Jeez. And That's then insane. off to NHL versus NBA. Okay. The average NHL game is two hours and 45 minutes. Intermissions are 17 minutes each. The average NBA game is three hours and 15 minutes. Half an hour longer. Halftime is 15 minutes long. The time in between quarters, one and two, and three and four, are 4.3 minutes total. Okay. So that's not including timeouts. I couldn't find that. So just yeah, I would assume, regardless, NBA is longer than NHL. It's half an hour longer. It's substantial. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy. And then for child abductions, <laughs> <laughs> per one hundred thousand children a year, point two cases of of missing children go on in Japan. And in the USA, there's 1.7 cases Damn. per 100,000 children. So that's 8.5 times the amount of children yeah. 
Uh, getting abducted hard. in the U.S. So versus Japan, more. hence so many making more. sense for old enough to make sense. No wonder sense. they're not, they're sending the kids out alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could send those kids out wearing no pants. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty the, much the number one country with the most abductions per year. Can we try to guess? Yeah, of chi- I, I, have of the, children? I also have the, I have the top five. If you guys want to take a yeah, stab let's at that take some of children. Yeah, I only yeah. have the statistic for the number one one. But for the top five, I have those countries. Okay. So take a stab. You want to take a stab at the we top can go five a ta- countries? We can go one at a time if you want and see if we can, or unless you want to do You it. name five countries and then I'll name five countries. Or if you want me to go first, I'll go first. Um, Highest child abduction per hun- It's like per 100,000? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just trying up. to think about how to how to do this. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know, <laughs> I pu- pulling this out of my ass, U.S., India, South Africa, um, China, and Brazil. No. Zero. I didn't get any of them. Oh? Okay, well, then I have an advantage because some of those would have been on mine. I, for some reason, I would have thought China based on like their utilization of children in labor. Um, okay, geez. Well, then it has to be super high crime countries. Did you say Brazil? Mm-hmm. You did? Is Russia on there? No. Fuck, dude. Then- and this, so uh, China was high on the list for older reports in previous years. This is the most updated one I could find from 2021. Oh, so they've cracked down. At a on point it. in time, they were the highest. Amazing. Um, and the U.S. is not on there. No. Good for us. Good for us. Um, oh God, dude. All right, then. Then I is it is it some countries in Africa? Is it some of the stands? Is Estonia on there? There's a stand. Is it Kyrgyzstan? <laughs> Turkmenistan? No. Afghanistan? Right. Afghanistan? No. I don't know. Yeah. Give us the list. Okay, so Wait, we have on. no idea. Mexico? No. Jesus. So four through five. We Honduras. Have... Guatemala. Guatemala's got to be on there. God damn it. <laughs> no, El Salvador? No. Jesus. Wow. Okay. We're, we should stop guessing. So, <laughs> so two through five is Pakistan, Luxembourg, Germany, and then Ecuador. Luxembourg. What? Luxembourg. And then There's like no one in that country. That's, and it's super rich. That's fucked up. That's a why. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Luxembourg, that's why. Germany. Maybe they yeah. have some of the cream of the crop kids. And number one? one with nine point five child abduction cases per one hundred thousand children per year is New Zealand. Oh wow! According to this 2021 study, why is it all these places? There is it. I, I, okay, give us the list one more time. So it's New Zealand number one, then, then in no particular order, Pakistan, Luxembourg, Germany, and Ecuador. Those are the other of the top God. five. That is a. I would. We would never have guessed. Um, That's a crazy list. That is so wild. If anybody's knowledgeable on child abductions, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Correct us. That's wild. And we'll dude. come find you <laughs> well keep your eyes on your kids <laughs> unless you live in japan that's not how you do it this is how you're gonna want to do it what the fuck all right uh great Take us out. Oops, the podcast thank you guys so much for listening um i'll be in appleton wisconsin june i think 8th and 9th or june 9th and 10th uh the weekend there uh so get tickets to that uh francisellis.com hope to see some of you guys there um, my next thing, July, well, I have more stuff kind of probably coming in July, but the stuff that's on my site right now, July 28th, Seattle, uh, there's a few left to that one. 
come out and I'm adding more stuff soon. Look forward to seeing you.